welcome, 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 welcome to our 38th episode of Mood Connect podcast. And here with me is Shanae Starnes, one of our amazing finance uh, wellness practitioners here at Mood Connect. And um, I'm really, really excited to be uh, learning more about what Shanae has been doing in this past year and what she's been up to, you know, overall and, um, and learning more about, uh, you know, about uh, financial health and wellness in general. Um, so welcome, Shanae. How are you feeling today? I am feeling amazing. I feel great. I feel great. And I'm excited to be here on this uh, episode of your podcast. Yeah, yeah, likewise. Um, and, you know, it, uh, for our listeners who are uh, streaming live before, uh, apologies. <laughs> you know what? Like sometimes these technical things, you know, happen. And you know what? You just pick up and Keep moving, you know, forward, uh, and you know, and and just doing the best we can, right? <laughs> um, That's right. Exactly. Uh, so, um, so we were, you know, before we had, um, you know, had a little bit of a break. Um, you were sharing about, you know, how you got started and your journey to financial health and wellness, um, and le- talking a little bit about. Uh, taxes in your business and all that. Um, so yeah, uh, let's hear a little bit about you know how you got started in your journey and being a finance consultant. Excellent. And you know what, I, I I'm I'm kind of glad we have this opportunity to start over because I need to formally share with you who I am. So yeah. I am Shanae. Star- <laughs> yeah, right. I'm Shanae Starnes. <clears throat> I'm a licensed cosmetology educator uh, here in the state of North Carolina, and I teach um, career and technical education at a local high school here. And I'm also a licensed insurance broker, an author, a speaker, and I added coaching to my repertoire as well. And uh, so who I am uh, now really started back 25 years ago Again, when I was talking about being in corporate America, I was excited. I thought that um, growing up, I was to work for a company and retire. That was in the early 90s. That's just what I thought. But when I got my foot in the door um, within a Fortune 100 company at the time, I quickly realized that, you know, uh, there just wasn't enough money uh, available to me. um, And I wanted to set out my sale as this uh, licensed cosmetologist. And I, idea was great, but with every idea, which is what an entrepreneur is, that's someone that has an idea that acts on it, there are some criterias that need to be foundational in our lives. And many of us talk about how financial literacy is not taught. Now, remember this 25 years ago, that was like the start of my career after high school. And I was lacking these skills. So in my business endeavor, as a licensed cosmetologist, I knew how to make money, but there's a problem if you don't have a foundation as it pertains to sustaining your money, Um, being able to put 
things in place so that when it's time for you to retire, you can live, uh, you won't outlive your money. And so that's something that in a cash-based business or someone who is self, uh, a, a solopreneur, that's something that we need to think about beforehand. And that's not what I did. And so the first stop was taxes. I needed to get better with understanding. I knew how to pay them. And I knew the old saying is two things that will happen is death and taxes. I understood that. But what does that really mean as it pertains to someone who is trying to build a business? So that was the first thing that I realized is that I didn't have any idea of what that looked like. So I started taking a class. I was, I think we left off and my mom had said, guys, um, let's take a tax class. It was supposed to be my mother, my sister, and myself. Well, they didn't take it, but I was still curious. They piqued my interest. I said, wow, I wasn't even that great of a student, you know, in high school. And so the thought of it was interesting. And the reason why it became interesting at that time in my life is because being a business owner, which is something I didn't think about in high school, is a way it just it started to open up my mind. And so um, during that time, I realized another thing that I needed in my personal journey was that corporations, they pay for professional development. But as an entrepreneur, that is not something that you get. So you have to develop systems such as book reading, conferences, and things of that nature to get that because I needed to develop. I just told you there were things that you and I both just didn't get. How do you get it? And so I realized that self-development was the full or um, the foundation that was needed. So taxes went through that and um, became a tax preparer, but it wasn't, I didn't set out to do that. I just wanted to know how to do my own taxes and I did my taxes, but then other people started to ask. And so I kind of branched into that. As a licensed cosmetologist, I was working at a corporation at the time and doing hair part-time. And I, I finally got laid off. And so at that time, and I lost my house, this is 2008, I lost my home, I'm laid off, I have children. For the first time in my life, I did not have health insurance. That was scary for me because I just knew that that was the reason why I go to work was to make sure that I get the benefit package. And for the first time in my life, I did not have access to that. So I went without, my kids had Medicaid, I went without. That was a scary time. And so because I did taxes at that time in the um, process of healthcare, um, you were going to be penalized if you did not have insurance. And so I wanted to learn more about it. So guess what I did? I said, you know what? I met another young lady and we were talking and I said, you know, I'm thinking about uh, becoming a health agent because I was a referrer at first. A lady came to me and said, look, you know, we do taxes. I got this opportunity where if you refer um, health insurance clients, they will pay you a bonus. And so I said, okay, okay. So I did that. And I realized, I asked the lady who I was referring the people to, I said, how do you, how do you do this? And so that's what opened the door uh, for me. Once I did that, my main clients were, guess who? The people that were much like me. They were beauty professionals. They were the first clients 
that I was able to help provide a solution to. And including myself, remember, I didn't have insurance. And uh, the, the other thing is to think about, you know, having access to major medical outside of working for a company was like the first ever. And that's when I said, you know what, there's more development that needs to happen because when you don't know what to do, you don't realize it, but you create a level of anxiety. You go through um, things that will oh. impact your day-to-day living. So I'll stop right there. That's just oh, a yeah. little bit of your No, story. you know what? This, I mean, that's really amazing because you know what? I think so many people can relate to that, you know, myself included. Um, you know, I had been in marketing for 20 years, you know, before that, uh, you know, I, I, I was um, a meditation and yoga teacher and I still continued on that kind of journey, right? Um, but then, you know, I, um, getting laid off and having children and not really knowing, you know, how to come to terms with all of that you know, it, it certainly, it can, you know, cause a lot of stress. That was why, you know, when I started Mood Connect, I I was like, well, you know, so many of these wellness solutions, you know, or uh, companies, they look at uh, mental health and physical health, but not, never really addressing financial health and wellness. And and it's almost like financial institutions, and uh, mental health and wellness, uh, you know, institutions um, have this separation. And I, I just thought this doesn't make sense because um, as we all know, when you're in the midst of a financial crisis, that affects your mental health. It affects your physical health. Like you just don't feel good when you're stressed out about money. You know, and so I thought, you know, why not bring um, a lot of the this understanding of, you know, finance knowledge to light, you know, and uh, offer these kinds of uh, concepts and ideas, you know, this knowledge to uh, to business clients that are uh, looking for mental health and and you know, physical health and wellness, um, but to offer. Uh, some of this knowledge as well, because, you know, so many times when you start a new job or when you've already been with a company for a long time, you get access to a lot of things that will affect your finances, you know, like, uh, like healthcare or um, the 401k, uh, you know, and, and options, stock options, things like that. And a lot of times employees have no idea what to do with any of that. You know, um, or what kinds of health coverage are going to be the best option for you and your family, and you know, and just all of that stuff. And eight, and and uh, oftentimes HR departments, not always, but oftentimes um, HR departments will not really uh, make the make that kind of information accessible to employees. So I think that that's something also really important to bring to light because really knowledge is power and relieves so much stress. Um, So, uh, so I'd love to hear more about uh, some of the work that you're doing uh, to provide more, um, you know, awareness about uh, insurance and 
you know, and health and wellness and what you've been doing for your clients now? Absolutely. The best thing that I've been able to do for my clients, the people that I come in contact with is remain educated, is to remain with my um, feet to the ground, getting information. I do a lot of uh, speaking opportunities. Uh, we have an event here locally uh, on September 3rd uh, behind Women Empowerment. And I talk about like protecting your income and your business. Uh, of course, my students get it firsthand because I see them. I see the, glint, the the lack of glitter in their eyes, not quite knowing exactly how to navigate once they graduate. And then I also provide uh, workshops, um, Zoom meetings for uh, literacy surrounded around health insurance and, you know, literacy surrounded around Medicare. Because one of the things that is important is that someday we will be tapping into what we've already been paying for all of our lives. And uh, to see the older generation be so um, perplexed as to which choice to make has really been something that's been uh, a passion of mine to ensure that one, I educate the children of the, the individuals that are gonna be aging in so that we can have a better understanding of what our outlook is. So workshops, uh, speaking engagements and things of that nature, just being a resource in the community. That is awesome. Um, and uh, in where, where, where are you located and where is this event going to be that you're gonna be having soon? Yes, so I am located in Charlotte, North Carolina. The event is right on the outskirts. It's in Pineville. And it's uh, womenofmovement.org uh, if you want to gain locate the location, because I can't think of it right now. But um, yes, it's uh, an amazing event. And um, the other two speakers will shed light on, um, what is it? One's going to talk about uh, identity like understanding your identity so that you're able to show up for yourself. And we'll also talk about that self-talk. Like, what are you saying to yourself? What is this all surrounded around? It's around our health of our mental. And then I come in with the finances, things that people not, they don't really want to talk about because I didn't. That's what probably took me so long to get here. It was too confusing. I Do I need to know this? I just want to make money and go home. But we are now in another century, uh, which is full of information. You know, you and I grew up in the industrial age. And so we have to shift with what's going on and we got to become more informed because that is the literacy. And that's what's going to also help us get the help that we may need when it comes to um, our mental health, our spiritual health, our physical health. You know, some things cost for us to be able to make ourselves better. So thank you for allowing yeah. me to share. Oh, yes, yes, absolutely. And thank you for, you know, for providing, like, you know, your experience and your, uh, your knowledge in these spaces. Um, and so, you know, so, so, uh, um, what, uh, what kind of um, best practices do you think uh, new entrepreneurs and business owners should take when they're starting out, you know, um, like, what kind of uh, best practices in terms of, uh, you know, finance, you know, managing their finances. Um, you know, I know that there are so many options as far as like, 
uh, business insurance um, or you know health insurance, like what kind of advice would you be able to offer? I mean, I know like you know, um, I mean, I'm not you know saying like like uh, to offer the, these uh, financial advisory for you know for free, but but um, but at a high level, what would you say is some some things, some core things to uh, to pay really pay attention to? Absolutely. The the main thing that I start off with saying is find out what your belief is surrounded around money. Also, decide what are your thoughts around earning it. Maybe you want to be an employee. You want to be uh, in that space. And how can you become better in that space so that you can earn more, right? So find out how do you want to earn your money. And if it is, and then, you know, it doesn't really matter whether you are working for a company or you're working for yourself, you are still the brand. You are still the one that needs to be able to sharpen and shine who you are so that you are a value added and that you're an asset to whether it's a company or whether it's yourself. There's a lot of struggle when people try to start new businesses. And so that's why it's really rooted in what do you believe about money? Some people have not seen up front what entrepreneurship looks like. So I'll tell you what it looks like is a whole lot of self-development because it's different when you are working for a company and you walk in and you do the, the work and you leave. There's a lot of behind the scenes action, but the main thing that the company does for you is provide benefits so that you are and will remain healthy so that you can show back up and do the job. And there's nothing wrong with that option at all. But if that's what they're doing as a company, then just studying that understanding so that you can easily transform it into your own uh, business. And I'll be honest with you, I've been a sidepreneur for uh, many years. I mean, sometimes you don't want to jump your job because you like what you do. You just may want to increase your income. That's how it all started out for me. So getting the understanding of where you are as it pertains to money, because that's the most stressful. That's the one that'll make you sick. Money is up there with air. If you don't have it, it feels kind of hard to breathe sometimes, you know, um, and then understanding um, the back ends of a business and then get a mentor, get a coach, go back to school invest in yourself for the need of growth. So those would be the first three things that I would say. Now, from the business standpoint, you definitely want to do a business plan. And in that business plan, that's your vision statement. That's your mission statement. That's your executive summary. Um, those are, uh, there's your financial, um, uh, your future financial goals. How will your business stand up amongst the others in your community, marketing. Once you decide that, then you want to do what's called a SWOT analysis. What's the strengths? What are your weaknesses, your opportunities, and your threats as a business? And then the main thing is making sure, okay, how do you want to represent your business as it pertains to the IRS? You may want to protect yourself, and that's where legalizing your business is important through a structure. Do you want to stay a sole proprietor? What does that mean and how will that affect your business in the future? Do you want to create a limited liability company? That's your LLC. A lot of people scream that out, but do know that there are some state requirements um, that you have to pay each year. So just kind of understanding, is it 
uh, a good thing to be an S corp, which is a small corporation versus a C corp. You got members and then you have shareholders. Like what, but that goes back to the business plan. Like where do you see the future of your business? So see, this is the literacy that I had to obtain. That's why I don't have a problem with sharing it in the community, because guess what? The more people that will jump and do the things that they have as a passion, if they can stop being fearful because they don't know, then the more small businesses can really impact the economy. We can be the resource in our community. Yes, absolutely. I agree with that 1000%. You know, um, I mean, it's, it's, it's too bad that like a lot of these kinds of concepts are not brought to our awareness, you know, like as we're in, in, uh, you know, grade school, in high school, college, even, you know, I feel like curriculum, it really does need to be updated and particularly in the, in the realm of, of a web three technology, you know, um, and as they're applied to us in our own businesses and our own daily lives. Um, I mean, I think that the world of finance is starting to get caught up to some of these concepts of uh, cryptocurrencies and then certainly with like the other layers of um, what's being made available in the world of NFTs. And, you know, I mean, it's just like just so much, you know, out there. Um, and like I was saying before, you know, knowledge is power. Um, I mean, if these things that are going on in the world, you know, you want to be aware of them. You want to know about, you know, about them and start to learn a little bit more and be open to that education, that learning, even if you're not going to get involved in it, right? You know, you're like, you know what? Yeah, crypto, that's fine. I'm not going to get involved in it, but, you know, like take the time to learn a little bit about what you're actually, you know, saying I'm going to reject, right? Um, you know, just so you're, you are an informed person in that space, you know? Um, uh, what are your thoughts around like finance, financial awareness and health and wellness in terms of these new, uh, this whole new world of finance that's going on, you know, with like, the world of crypto and Web3 and all of that, like, uh, you know, what are your thoughts in that space? I think this is a, this is a great question. And I do have some thoughts surrounding it. And it's interesting because cryptocurrency was not on the list of financial literacy um, not too long ago. The main ones that people, you know, need the literacy behind is entrepreneurship, budgeting, debt, uh, all the insurances from auto, home, life, health. Uh, and then it's um, cryptocurrency has creeped in. I know I'm missing another one, uh, but I feel as though if we can gain the understanding of the basics and the reason why people can't jump mentally to cryptocurrency is because of the other literacies that have not been mastered and they think it's too hard. So if people are struggling with understanding that the first literacy that we jump into is the literacy of auto insurance with our kids, trying to figure out, well, how are we gonna cover them? And I, I hear that. And then the literacy of um, working, uh, this is where the struggle comes in. But I think those individuals that are more literate with their financial understanding, they're the ones that gravitate more to the crypto. They're ready to take risk. 
And so that's just what I say. You know, I think it's it is one that's being added. There's a certification that was I'm going to be taking this year. And I noticed that cryptocurrency was on there. And I'm a little bit behind the ball with that. Oh, taxes is another literacy, but that's what that's what I would say. I would say that whatever the person is not literate in, they need to go back and gain an understanding there. And then it's like a no-brainer. Oh, okay, I need to jump into this. But it's like talking to someone that's speaking a different language. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, I mean, it truly is. Um, and I think that there are more opportunities, you know, um, to, to gain that kind of knowledge and literacy, uh, you know, more and more. But I think that it's also very important to be mindful and careful about where you're getting that information from and, you know, and who is sharing that kind of information and, you know, and how it's being um, carried forward, you know, like um, it's so often that people will pay for a course and, you know, and then unfortunately become misinformed or led down like the incorrect road you know, I mean, there, there's just so much that's going on out there, um, you know, that it's, it is important to remain, you know, careful and wary about all of that. Um, but, you know, I think that, you know, some, something that, um, that, that, that I want to ask you about, and this is, you know, uh, um, you know, just kind of a personal belief about finances, but finance, it, you know, like finances, it's just another form of energy, really. You know, it's like money, it comes to us, it leaves us, we spend it, we earn it. You know, it's just another form of energy. And it's what I try to remind myself often when I feel like, oh, you know, I'm lacking, you know, in any kind of financial area or whatever. You know, I try to think of where am I blocking myself off? You know, because I feel like energy, like finances, it has to be like energy just flowing in the, through the right channel. You know? So I'd love to hear what your thoughts are in that kind of um, in that area as well. Yes. I, so I do. I, I like the understanding of um, the frequency of money. And I, I do believe that that is rooted in our, uh, again, understanding of like who we are and not attached to it. Because I had to realize the difference between happiness, like 20 something years ago, I I just want to be happy. I just want to be happy. Now I just want to be fulfilled. That's why people who may not have an abundance of money, they're still fulfilled more than a person that has abundance of money yes. because they understand the frequency of it, meaning uh, it's your understanding of it. It's the understanding of what it can do for you, uh, but it not, it's not going to make or break you. If you didn't have a dime, you're not going to die. What you do is you create a, another idea. I, I made the comment the other day. It used to be a hand job that we would say, you um, trying to make a dollar out of 15 cents. See, those are concepts. Those are things that are within our minds. And that's where frequency comes from. Because if you think about something long enough, you'll be surprised someone will come and give you money. You'd be like, oh, but it's something that you were thinking about. There's, you know, our minds are um, the most powerful things because it leads the rest of our body. 
Why is it that when we're brain dead, we're considered a vegetable? So just imagine the underutilization of our brain and our understanding of our mind, our understanding of everything, not just money, but money is the one that puts everybody at, at arms and makes us sick and so on and so forth. But um, I agree. I agree that it's a, um, it's a flow through, but like I said, yeah, yeah. understanding. understand. It's so true, you know, and, and to your point about like, you know, um, where your mind's at and what your, where your thoughts are, um, you know, can have so much importance. That's why, you know, I'm, I'm such a big supporter of uh, meditation and mindfulness in that kind of way. Um, you know, I actually, um, a mantra that I like to use um, quite often is that uh, is, is, uh, money, money comes to me, money flows through me, you know, because if I, if I say to myself, you know, like money comes to me and I'm holding on to it, you know, then it's, it's not flowing freely. And then, you know, and it's like, I'm, I'm grasping for it, you know, like I'm, I'm constantly feeling like I'm lacking it, but if I'm able to let it just, you know, flow, you know, freely through me, you know, like coming to me and flowing through me, then then I then it's not something that I feel like I need to hold on to and grasp at and and like I'm you know, the the feeling of lack is not really so much there, you know. Mm-hmm. But it really is. I mean it's you're right. It's so it 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 you know it starts with your thoughts, right? And then and then goes into your action. And, uh, and then, you know, in your practices, how you speak, what you, your, your choices, who you surround yourself with, right? I mean, yeah, it's, it's just, it's really, really amazing. Um, and uh, so do you have any virtual uh, workshops or uh, any kind of events that you're doing regularly or um, that are coming up? Well, I'm glad you asked. So I, I don't have anything currently. I'm in the process of, um, I have a book called Went on Purpose. And I've created a, um, and this is for personal development. It's mm. called Inspired to Win. And it's going to be a 30-day uh, coaching experience. Um, I'll meet once a week for a couple mm-hmm. of hours. Once the person kind of goes through the four-step process, of, um, and, and this is that person who just inspires to win. Sometimes we need a shift. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we don't know how to win at business. We don't know. So um, the first week will be around goal setting. And it's so cliche-ish. Like my students, they're like, I said, well, guys, we're going to do smart goals. Oh, I know how to do goals, Miss Starnes. I'm like, do you really? And when we get into it, we realize that goals are to be used continuously not just this one big goal. I mean, if you're not in a place where you're completely organized or you want to try something new, you got to organize it through a process. So um, no, be on the lookout for that. Uh, It should be completed here shortly, but that'll be like my coaching, um, you know, my way of offering my services to people. Because again, I do multiple things and um, I did want to make sure that I can help people um, as much as I can with 